Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Man, listen, last week was radical, but Paul is on a mission because Paul is not finished yet. And see, us believers, we, you know, I woke up this morning and I was thinking, man, what a radical day. Paul's going to get on today and he's going he's gonna to show a man what it means to continue in the faith when we're being persecuted. Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. Listen, man, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, Paul was talking about, you know, his fellow believers were, and disciples were telling him, the apostles, I mean, what it's going to cost and how he was going to suffer. But you know what? It's a blessing to suffer. See, Paul seen Stephen being stoned. Remember? But after Stephen's martyrdom, the believers in Jerusalem were scattered over Judea and Samaria because of all the Jewish persecution of the Christians. Wherever the Christians went, they preached the gospel obeying Christ's command to be witnesses to him. And so all in Judea and Samaria and into the end of the earth, remember that's what Jesus said. So the book of Acts is recording the spread of the gospel through the Mediterranean world. And we see Paul going back now and he's going to be persecuted and it sucks to be persecuted. Trust me, I've been there. You know, you go outside and you try to tell people how much Jesus loves them and they hiss at you like a snake. Or you can't even, you know, you feel like you can't even be a certain way around certain people because the government wants to come at you. (laughs) It's crazy, man. When Jesus loves everybody, you know, Paul was spreading Jesus' love for the world, for every human being. What It doesn't matter, man. It, it, You know, Paul was ready. And that's what we need to be, ready. Father, we come before you on this podcast, Jesus. We ask that you, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, spread this word, Father. Use me. Get me out of the way, Lord. Let me decrease while you increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, God's got a plan for you guys, man. And, you know, this morning I want to talk about how... Paul not only was urging to make peace, but how he was a peacekeeper, but he told it straight how it was, man. And that's how we got to be. We got to tell people straight out how the message is. And that's how I feel. Listen, why beat around the bush, right? We believers got to tell people that God loves them. I mean, because we're living in a me, 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 me society. (laughs) You know, we forgot what it means to be loving and forgiving. You see, we got to forgive one another, man. Just like Jesus said, listen, we're in chapter 21 of Acts. Okay. And we left off in 21, but I wanted to read before that a little bit because it's important. All right. So last week we talked about, you know, Paul urged to make peace is what it was about. And after those days in verse 15, it says, We packed and went up to Jerusalem. Also, some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us and brought with them a certain man of, uh, you know, son of Cyprus, I'm sorry, and an elderly disciple, I'm sorry, and an early disciple, not elderly, I feel like I'm getting old. Is that why I keep saying elderly? (laughs) I woke up this morning, man, and my back was like tweaked. (laughs) And God said, you're getting old. Uh, Joseph, and you need to 
do more stretches. Listen, <laughs> you wake up in the morning and you're like, wow, I'm getting old. Every bone in your body hurts now. <laughs> so let's try that again. <laughs> uh, basically, verse 16 says, also some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us and brought with them a certain Mason, not Mason, Mason, that's M-N-A-S-O-N of Cyprus, of an early disciple with whom we were lodged, period. Now watch this. And when we had come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly, and they did, because they knew who he was. But the problem is, is they, they, they knew he was in for a ride of his life. <laughs> they were probably thinking, man, I don't know why you came back to Jerusalem, Paul. Because they're going to whip your tail, man, as they find out when they find out you're here. <laughs> but they didn't say that, absolutely. Watch this, man. So, verse 18 says, Listen, on the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present, okay? When he had greeted them, he told in detail the things which God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. Okay, so they're talking about what's going on, what the Holy Spirit's doing. And verse 20 says, And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord, not man. Not man. See, see, the work was done, and God was glorified, and not man. And we, you know, asked, ah, we're vessels. Praise the Lord. Paul's giving the glory. They're giving the glory to God. Now, you know, and then when they heard it, they, were glor they glorified the Lord, and they said to him, Yet you see, brother, how many marriages of Jews... Uh, there are who have believed and they are all zealous of the law for the law. But they have been informed about you and, and that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children nor to walk according to their customs. Bam, that's where, they, that's where it went down right there. Listen to this. <laughs> now we're cooking. <laughs> Listen to this, man. Oh, they're mad. They're upset. They think that Paul is trying to rob their Jewish heritage. That's the opposite. Paul's trying to tell them, listen, you can still be a Jew. No, you're not a Jew anymore because you don't believe. No, listen, you can have your heritage. You're a Hebrew. But Jesus Christ came and died for the whole world, not just the Jews, but for the whole world, whether you're Latino, uh, whether you're Asian, it doesn't matter who you are or, or what you are. Jesus Christ loves you and he died for you. And you know what? He has a plan for you. Trust me. If you're waking up this morning and you're thinking, man, this guy's crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Look no more. Jesus Christ is in love with you. Listen, you may be thinking, you know, hey, the Bible's not for me, man. It's for you guys. It's a history book. It's it's fake. It's not real. No, it's real. And it's alive. It's like a plant that grows in the ground. It's alive and it wants to come alive in your life. God is alive. The Bible is real. Jesus Christ is in love with you. Listen, Paul's in Jerusalem now. He's a Jew. He's he's happy. He's excited. He, but he knows he's going to get a whooping. He knows it's coming. Persecution, man. People don't want to be told you can't, don't, no more drinking, the bar's closed. People don't want to be told that it's, you know, you got to quit uh, smoking dope and you got to quit uh, worshiping pornography and you got to quit worshiping money and you got to quit worshiping the things of the world and football and baseball. Shut him off. Shut that sermon off. Hurry up, honey. He's talking about my football game or my baseball world series. 
Oh, that's offensive now, Pastor. Really? That's, that's amazing. All the time that we spend on TV, on our phones, outside, reading books, we read dictionaries, we read this, we read that, but we never want to spend that one little hour with the, with the Bible. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Boy, the world has got us entertained, doesn't it? And that's exactly what Satan wants. Entertain them, keep them busy, so when the Holy Spirit, when Jesus Christ comes back, they will never know what hit them. And if they get out of line, persecute them. And that's where we're at. That's exactly where we're at. I don't want to hear it. Oh, well, Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh until Ninevites and, and Jonah, in the book of Jonah, the minor prophet didn't. God told Jonah, listen, go to Nineveh. Go down to go down to Joppa. Go down there. Get on the boat. Go to church and get it. Go get out there and take the boat. Sail down to Nineveh and tell them to repent. They didn't want it. They, Jonah said, "I'm scared. They're going to rip me apart." You know it. Well, you know he was thinking that, man. I mean, come on. And that's what happened. God told him do it, and he was disobedient. So they, he went. God had to swallow him in a whale. For three days and three nights. Okay, it's another story like Pinocchio. Oh, really? You didn't read the story last month where the guy was found in a whale? He actually got swallowed by a whale and it released him? Oh, yeah, that wasn't on the news, huh? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the news doesn't want to tell you all the positive things. You know, like (laughs) the poor is getting help or, you know, people are being helped. No, it's all violence and and kill and blood. Negative. Listen, believers... We need to understand that Paul was obedient and we need to be obedient too. Listen, he's saying in verse 22, what then? Listen, okay, because they're accusing him now of stealing their customs. Like the Grinch that stole Christmas. They're trying to, they're trying to accuse him and he's not. What then? The assembly must certainly meet for they will hear that you have come. Verse 23, okay, let's put some fear into Paul now. The guy's been beat down and arrested a million times. Like this is going to phase him? Oh, okay. <laughs> Therefore, do what we tell you. Okay, do what we tell you. You got it. We have four men who have taken a vow. Okay, that's fine. So he's going to, Paul's going to say, I'll do your customs because that's part of our messianic heritage also that we do our customs and, and, and that's fine. But listen to this. Take them and purify with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads and that they all may know that those things of which they were informed concerning you are nothing. But that you yourself, okay, uh, also walk orderly and keep the law. Now listen to this. So it gets kind of sketchy. Here you have the Hebrew culture, which is told for generation and generations. Echad is one God, Echad, okay. We also, believers, Messianic believers, we believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, one God and three distinct characters. The Father, yet being the Son and the, Holy, and the Holy Spirit, driving force of that one God. Okay? That's what we believe. Now, Paul didn't say it like that. <laughs> I wish he would have. Wow, I'm excited because you know what? We don't need culture. We don't need culture to have Jesus. We don't. We don't need. You know, I get tired of it. I get tired of it too. I mean, we have everybody.
everybody thinks they're something because they have their own race. When we're all together, we're all equal. Isn't that rad? I mean, I wish we could all come together and just, just have a big party cookout. Chinese, Mexican food, uh, Taiwan, Indonesia. Come on, let's have it, man. And just read the word of God, man. That's what's important. But Paul is going in there and he's saying, look, I'm a Hebrew. I'm a Jew. I love Jesus. Jesus was a Hebrew. He loves us. He loves you. He tried to tell them and he's going to tell them. We're going verse by verse because it's important because what then assembly must certainly meet. So they're going to meet. Okay. Therefore, in verse 23, therefore do what we tell you. We have four men, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to shave himself, you know, and he's going to inform them. Basically, he's going to show them that we're not here to take your Jewishness away. Okay. Because Paul was, they said that he was urging Jews to abandon them in the Mosaic traditions. But Paul never derided, derided his Jewish heritage. Nor demanded that Jewish Christians renounce the law of Moses. He only made it clear to everyone that the law could not function as a means of salvation. And therefore, there is evidence that Paul was continuing to keep the law when he stood before Felix. Remember in Felix, in chapter 24, verse 11. And so, the fact that he was coming to Jerusalem to worship was evidence of this. That he was, he was, he was a Messianic Jew. And what Paul did was resist. Listen, Paul... What Paul did resist was attempt to force Gentiles to become Jews. He never forced anybody. Salvation was through faith alone. The law was a stick, a guide. But yet you could keep your hair your 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 heritage as a Jew. I personally think that we all need to understand that Jesus Christ suffered. For the world. But concerning the Gentiles who believe, verse 25, we have written and decided that they should observe no such thing except that they should keep themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. And we talked about that last week. You know, the Christian leaders, they weren't asking Gentiles to live like the Jews. Neither did they want to compel Jews to live like Gentiles. You know, the spiritual unity of the body of believers is realized in its diversity, not its conformity. You see, also from our diverse backgrounds and as believers and our cultures are different, we honor the same Jesus. No one's taken away the culture of your life, but we see it today. We see a lot of Hebrews I mean, a lot of Gentiles wanting to be Jews. It's disgusting. It really is. I walked into a church the other day. I saw everyone wearing yarmulkes. I'm like, wow, what is this, a temple? No, man, we want to be. We're, we're, we're Jews. Okay, man, you're getting lost, man, because you didn't read the book of Galatians. Okay? There's no Jew, Greek, or nobody, man. We're all the same. We're all grafted. It's amazing how much of the drama you see today. And Paul's, it's just, you know, or replacement theory, replacement theology. Israel's, they, people, they do this. These pastors preach so much about Israel that they forget that it's not about being a Jew. It's about 
loving everybody and spreading the hope of love of Christ for everyone. Jesus was a Jew, okay? Yeah, I worship a Jew, if that's what you want to hear, and I love it, okay? But here's the deal. You know, we believers, we got to focus, Paul is saying, focus on the prize, Jesus. Focus on him. That's why I never run around saying, I'm a Jew, I'm a Jew, I'm a Jew. I mean, it's about grace and mercy and faith. So then Paul took them in in verse 26. And the next day, having been purified with them, he entered the temple. Okay? Now, basically the temple back then was surrounded by three courts. Okay, the innermost court, and that was the court of Israel, where the Jewish men could offer their sacrifice, sacrifices. Only consecrated priests actually entered into the temple's building itself, and only the high priest could enter the inner sanctuary of the most holy place. Once a year, on the Day of Atonement, look at the Bible, it says in Hebrews chapter 9, 7, it talks about it. Now, the second court was the court of the woman where Jewish families could gather for prayer and worship. The outer courts was the court of the Gentiles, open to all who would worship God, and any Gentile went beyond that barrier into the second court. He or she would be liable to the death penalty, okay? That's the, the, the Roman authorities, out of respect for the Jewish religion, they authorized a death sentence for trespassers, even, listen, for their own Roman citizens, all right? No, no, joke, no joke, man. This is real. All right, Paul's going right into the right into the heat zone, man. You know, and I'm not listen. All you football players and football uh, people, I'm not against you. <laughs> I just I'm against worshiping it. I mean, you know, there's football, then there's you know, then there's your family, you know. And so Paul took them in the next day, having been purified with them, they entered that tent, entered the temple to announce the expiration of the days of purification, at which time an offering should be made for each of them. Okay, each one of them. Now, verse 27 says, Now when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd. Now you know why God didn't want him to go to Asia. <laughs> Remember? And... And they see that one person, st he stirred it up. There's always that one person that stirs the manure. Always. Notice that in life. You always have that one person that stirs it up. They want to get that glory for stirring it up. They're, 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 they're CIA, Christians in Actions. They, 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 they know everything. They got to snoop and, and snitch and get... And not give it to God. I get that a lot as a pastor. You, he did this. He said that. She said that. He went there. And, and I got to dig, dig. They call them dirt diggers. You know, they dig and dig and dig and dig and dig. Till they find something on you. Then they throw it at you. And they, whoa, look at me. I found out the guy used to be a car salesman. And here he is. He's holding the title of CEO of this bank. Wow. How did you go from, and the guy will walk in the bank and front him off. Hey, buddy, how did you go from selling cars to uh, the CEO of this bank? It's like, dude, be quiet. I work for it. Make like a tree and leaf. 
You got to dig, 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 dig. This is how people are. It's that void in their heart. They got to dig, 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 dig. And this guy dug so much for where basically he's seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd, and he laid hands on him now. And he's crying, verse 28 says, look at, crying out, out. Men of Israel, help. This is the man who teaches all men everywhere against the people, the law and the place. And furthermore, he also brought Greeks into the temple. And he defiled the holy place. Snitch. They're snitches. Thinkers, tattletales. Dude, can't you let the Lord work? It's like, come on, man. And those are the ones that fall the hardest. But you know something? It had to be. Because for they had previously seen um, Trophimus, the Ephesian, <clears throat> with him in the city who they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. Remember in verse 30 it says, And all the city was disturbed, and the people ran together to seize Paul, and they dragged him. They dragged him out of the temple, and immediately the doors were shut. Oh, man, this is getting nasty, you know? This is persecution, folks. It's here. Now they're going to kill him. They want to kill him now. Listen, now as they were seeking to kill him, news came to the commander of the, of the garrison. Of the garrison. See, garrison was at... It, garrison was between 600 and 1,000 men, and they were stationed in the fort, fortress, Antonia, on the northwest side of the temple. You see, from the tower overlooking the temple courts, they could watch for any trouble. So when a riot broke out against Paul, at least 200 soldiers were dispatched from the fortress into the court to the Gentiles. And so now they're booking to go get them. Listen, okay, so it says in the garrison that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. Now they're in an uproar. They're screaming. It's loud. It's, I mean... I've been there. I know where it's at, exactly where he's standing. And immediately they took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the commander in the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Oh, yeah. They didn't want to beat him in front of them. People don't want to do it in front of you. No. They want to do it behind your back. That's what happens. You see? We're living in the days... See, where, where if they don't get what they want, believers, especially some believers, they want to beat you behind your back. If they don't get what they need, they, they do something to you. Oh, I didn't get what I wanted because you didn't put your work in. But it's not about, I'm not talking about that, man. I'm talking about your works. Oh, I, 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 you, you. Dude, mind your own biz and get to the, on your knees and say, Lord Jesus, you show me what I need to be doing in my life. Paul was on fire, man. He's running from these dudes. You want to beat him again? He knows the drill. How many people that are listening to this sermon today have actually ran from a, a crowd of people? Over from no, it's, it's rare, man. But it happens. You ever been beaten for Jesus? You ever been wanting to be killed for Jesus? Isn't that interesting? Have you ever been, you know, persecuted? Jesus is with you. Listen, it takes a lot to serve Jesus, I know. But if we let him live in us, we don't have to work. It's Christ in us that will compel others to come to him.
It's real simple. It really is. Listen. Verse 32 says, He immediately took the soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the commanders and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commanders came near and took him and commanded him to be bound with two chains. And he asked who he was and what he had done. And some among the multitude cried, one thing and some another. Listen to this. So when he could not seek, so when he could not ascertain the truth because of the 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 tumult, he commanded him to be taken into the barracks. Now, when he reached the stairs, he had to be carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the mob. They were just grabbing him, wanting to beat him. Listen, for the multitude of the people followed after crying out, "Away with him!" You know. So basically, you know, listen to this and. As Paul was about to, to be led into the barracks, he said to the commander, may I speak to you? And he replied, can you speak Greek? Listen to this. Are you not Egyptian who some time ago stirred up the rebellion and led 4,000 assassins out into the wilderness? That was a cult back then he got accused of. But Paul said, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, uh, a citizen of no, of, of, of no, a citizen of no. So he's telling him, no, I didn't do that, man. Uh, mean city and I implore you permit me to speak to the people so when he had given him permission Paul stood on the stairs and motioned with his hands to the people listen to this and when there was a great silence he spoke to them in the Hebrew language and and next week we're going to talk about what he says I know what he says but does do you know what God says he says wherever you are right now Stop and think about how many times Jesus Christ was there for you or how he came through for you. I want you to grab a journal and write down all the miracles in your life. Believers, listen. How many times did God come through for you? How many times was Jesus faithful there for you? How many times was he there for you? Write down all the greatest things that Christ did for you in your life. I want you to do that. And, if you, if, and, and, and then I want you to look back at all the bad times and compare what God has done for you. And so in the future, when you go through nasty trials and nasty tribulations and persecutions, I want you to take that journal that you wrote and look at the greatest things that Jesus Christ did for you. So you will never forget how much Christ loves you. Listen, Jesus loves you and he wants you to know that. Jesus Christ is in love with you. He has a, he has a plan for you. But we believers have to say, yes, I want that plan. I know a lot of believers and non-believers. Listen, I know you're, you're hearing me, but you need to stop and say, look, I want to serve you. I want to do it right. I don't want to play games anymore. Some of you are out there and you know who you are. Stop. Jesus says, stop it before I stop you and, and make you fall in love with me. He will because he loves you. But we got to stop and say, hey, I want you. We got to quit playing games with Jesus. We need to move on and we got to grow in his word. We need to understand that Jesus Christ is in love with us. And Paul was bold and we need to be bold. It's not about the money. It's not about the worship of things in the world. It's not about us it never was about us it was it's always about jesus it's not about the things that we 
we want. It's about what Jesus Christ wants in our life. You know, we tend to do things for ourselves, but we need to do for others. Jesus Christ says we need to serve others and be there for others. Look at Paul. Paul was on fire. He was out there. He did what God called him to do. He got beat for it. He got locked up for it. It's sad that we can't go out there and pray for people because we're afraid of what? Fear comes from the devil. You know, I just want to, you know, pray right now for the believers who are struggling right now. Father, we just come before you, Lord. Lord, I just lift up believers who are out there and all around the world. Lord, I know, Father, that they are suffering because, Lord, you said to count it all joy when we when we fall into various trials. Okay, Lord, and so, Father, I just lift these people up to you right now, my fellow brothers and sisters. I pray for all in the world, Lord, in all the states in the United States. Father, I pray that you bless them, Lord. Keep them. Continue to put your arms around them and love them. Lord, we know that it's temporary, this world, and we're just passing through, Father. We're going to we're gonna move on, Lord Jesus. So I, I just lift up my brothers right now. I lift up my sisters through persecution. Father, I lift up, uh, even in Russia right now, I pray that you continue to do your work, Father, in Pakistan, Lord. Send the Bibles, Lord, to those pastors out there right now that, that keep hitting me up, Father. Lord, I pray that you, you provide a way, Lord, because, Father, this ministry is not about money. It's about you, Jesus. So, Lord, I pray that you provide a way, Father, to all the people who are everywhere, Father, in this world that are listening to this program right now. Teach them. Build them up, Holy Spirit. Continue, Father, to work in them. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, God bless you guys. And listen, no matter where you are in this world, remember, Jesus Christ has never left you. He'll never forsake you. He will never leave you. Whatever you're going through may be a test. You might be getting tried. Or the devil could be messing with you. Remember, you need to know the difference between the two, man. Satan is a condemner. He uses your past to rob your future. Jesus will convict you of your bad things and restore you with love. Listen, God bless you guys. And until next week, we're going to talk about what Paul says. Thank you for growing in his word. God bless you guys.